Blog Talk Radio. There was a time I used to look into my father's eyes. In a happy home, I was a king I had a golden throne. Those days are gone, now the memories on the wall. This show is sponsored by CoventryCreations.com. You're listening to Keep It Magic Radio. 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 Are you ready to make some magic? Jackie and Storm are putting the pieces together for you. Find out what planets are changing the game and how to harness that energy. Get the latest metaphysical perspective on 
hot topics. Learn how to make magic work for you. Nothing is too hot or personal for Jackie and Storm to handle. Visit our website weekly for articles, updates, and the latest information to transform your life at www.keepitmagic.com. Now here is Jackie Smith and Storm Sestavani. Welcome to Keep It Magic, everybody. Today is March the 19th, 2013. I'm Storm Sestavani, and of course I'm here with the talented hostess with the most, Miss Jackie uh, Smith, Jackie, before we get started, because we're going to have a, a hell of a controversial show today, mm-hmm. first let me tell everybody that they need to go over to CoventryCreations.com. Um, it is the sponsor of the show, and if you have a problem in your life, no matter what that problem is, Jackie and I can help you because we have a candle for that, so make sure that you cruise on over and check that out. Also, you can get a reading with uh, Jackie over on CoventryCreations.com. To check me out, go to StormSestavani.com or PsychicFriendsNow.com, whichever you find easier to spell. Um, and also, Jackie and my show website is keepitmagic.com, so check that out as well. Now, Jackie, we get, I, I get tons of email about our show. Um, mm-hmm. but people like to email me. I don't know why. They um, like to email you more than me, and I, I just, you know, well, maybe it's easier to find your email address than mine. Yeah, mine's easy, storm at stormsatisfying.com. <laughs> <laughs> I get Facebook posts every now and yeah, again. Yeah, Jackie gets it. Jackie gets a Facebook post. But actually, you know, here is the thing. I got this um, this email, one of them. All of the emails this week were about our music choices. Oh, really? Yeah. One person wrote to me and asked me that they had read that you shouldn't pay, play music during a podcast. And I stated, news alert, we're not a podcast. <laughs> 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 we are a radio show. It's a totally different thing, you know. Uh right. Um, you know, we uh, are, you, you know, we are not a podcast. Uh, the second thing is, is that they love our music selections. Oh, good. They love our music selections, um, and they ask why um, I tend to lean more towards upbeat, um, uh, you know, club, DNC, um, electronic type of music. And I will tell you why. Jackie and I talk about very, very intense issues during the show. Yeah. And I think that if we were to just do intensive types of songs um, uh, My in between favorite our Halloween. particular breaks, that probably by about you know forty five minutes into the show, Jackie and I would probably kill ourselves. And, right. Well, uh, and, and everybody else. Yeah. Because and, you know I like the mellow music. Yeah. That's why we don't let Jackie run the board too much because you know we start reading you know it just gets crazy. Well, but, you, know, uh, you put the um, you put the the stuff on there for me. Yeah. So I'm gonna, <laughs> but you know I'm gonna. I'm going to add one more thing about why we play music. Sometimes you have to stop talking. You got to give your throat a break. You got to recollect your thoughts. You got to go. Got to get back on track. And it helps to um, it helps to keep me focused. Well, also for the mo- for the most part, um, you know, most radio shows they will have a guest on with them that's doing. You know the majority of the particular, uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the answering of the majority of the particular questions, and you know, so you may have a three or a four minute break um, where you're not saying anything, where you're letting the other person answer. Jackie and I are talking for the whole hour and a half, so. Um, um, and we've done shows like that, and you know what happens? This, this is what happens. <laughs> yeah. Or, or as some of our fans like to say, it's potty break time. <laughs> yeah, potty break time. Or rarely you know, is it potty break time for me. But another, I, I, I another, another thing is, is that they asked if I would start telling the names of the songs that we play, yeah, so that they can go and buy them. Okay, 
I'm now, all for it. And then the candle that would go with that song. <laughs> <laughs> so the song at the top of the hour was called Don't You Worry, Child. It is number one. It's by Swedish House Mafia, um, which I think is the coolest name. Um, uh, so, you know, cruise on over to iTunes or whatever um, and, you know, get you a copy of Don't You Worry, Child. Storm, do you Pandora? Um, uh, sometimes. I prefer, actually, I prefer Spotify and Sirius, actually. I've never figured out Spotify because I thought they wanted to play the music on my computer, which is like none. Mm-hmm. Um, no, you can play any. It's it's like Pandora, but better. Can you can you like create a station and share it? Yeah. Will you create a station and share it? Of course. That would be great if we had a show station that had the songs that we play on the show. Yeah. And we can put that up on um, the Kim site. Yeah, definitely. That I would, will. That would start. I will start us up. A little radio station for for Jackie and I. And and then do one in Pandora, too, because I don't know how to run Spotify. I know it's dumb. I bet you somebody would sit next to me and say, this is how you do it, and I would get it immediately. But sometimes I just don't have that kind of energy. Yeah. I don't want to learn. Sometimes I don't want to learn something. But mainly I listen to Sirius. I am... I am still, um, uh, and I'm sure, you know, our friend Christina, voice spirit in the chat room, would agree with me. Once you have radio in your veins, Jackie, real terrestrial radio, it's Mm -hmm. very, very difficult um, to break away from that. And it saddens me that our current terrestrial radio is the way that it is, which is mainly um, pre-recorded, you know, stuff that there's not any real form of, uh, of, of entertainment involved with it. But what you have with Sirius is that you actually have, you know, 600 stations of any type of musical genre you want to listen to or, um, you know, if you want to watch, listen to talk radio or of, whatever. I love XM Sirius, but they're the same mm-hmm. thing now. Yeah. Um, kind of. They still have XM stations and Sirius stations last yeah. time I looked. No, it's all together now? Yeah, it's all together now. But okay. It's but Sirius XM. I really liked it because I could get into different music type stations because I'm really bored. I hate to say this. Well, I know personally when, when music leaves me flat – it's, it's, something's wrong in my life um, when I can't find some solace in music. It's because I've got too much going on in my brain. Yeah. Um, but I've been the, a lot of music's been leaving me flat, and so I'm looking for new music to just get me going. I, I don't know. I, it's hard to explain. It feels like the same. I need old to turn thing. you into an e- EDM junkie. That's what I need to do. Okay. You know. Hey, I'm whatever. Kabbalist, EDM junkie. Yeah. Yeah, Jackie will just be totally transformed. Actually, the other two songs that I have for the show today are actually inspired by Jackie. Um, One has to do with her cell phone. Oh, no. Um, And the other is, it just reminds me of her whenever I hear it, because I know what Jackie's favorite drink is. (laughs) So. (laughs) You all will have to wait and hear what that is. But in the meantime, um, we're going to start moving into a little bit of controversy. Yep. Um, you know when Henry Rollins has an opinion about it, we're in the middle of controversy. <laughs> um, actually, I think it is a major issue that needs to be discussed, and it is something that I hate to say this, and I'm sure that I will get mail for this, but I think that the spiritual community sucks at this. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that there is, you know, because we kind of want to live in the shiny, happy people, Mm-hmm. Um, uh, mentality um, uh, where there's no problems actually out there in the world and you know you just need to wrap yourself up in a bubble and I did, I did the wrap yourself up in the bubble for 10 years it didn't work too well um, uh, uh, and you know just you know maybe use a couple of law of attractions and everything will be will be perfect um, right 
I don't know if people know, but this past weekend that there was a verdict in um, a very controversial rape trial. I don't have the details. I did not want to focus on it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it's but then sub- I kept pushing your button this weekend. I'm yeah. Sorry. Um, it, it's a subject material that um, uh, brings up a lot of my own issues. Um, and I am just going to be blunt. I have been raped. Um, and therefore, uh, these particular issues are sometimes difficult to deal with because it is really something that no matter how hard you work on yourself, um, it's always going to be there. It's, it's kind of like a chironic type of wound, a wound that just will not heal. And possibly the only thing that you can do to get some relief from it is accept it and hope that it doesn't control your life forever. Um, uh, but... My problem with this particular case and the reason I told Jackie that I wanted to talk about it is the commentators on CNN, and Jackie was telling me it was happening a little bit on... Uh, every um, major news station, every major news station. On Morning Joe, is in which you have these football players that raped a 16-year-old girl. and While she was drunk and passed out. While she was drunk and passed out. Um and, and they thought she was dead. And this is tricky because your daughter is 16, right? Yep. Um, uh, you know, so you have these two guys that raped this girl that they thought was dead or whatever, um, which goes into necrophilia, which... Um, uh, but basically what the media is now doing is talking about, you know, these particular heroic figures because for some reason we tend to think that sports people or people that have sports talent are heroic. It's something that we idealize in this country. Right. Um, uh, and they're looking at, you know, basically the loss of opportunity for these boys. All that loss of potential that's going to stay with those boys for the rest of their lives. What is bothering you about it, Jackie? Let me just ask you that first. Here's Here's I want to start my comment by saying, I know this does not apply to all men, as far as not all men think like this. But what I want to say that this does apply to all men, because all men have the responsibility to teach other men, especially young men, not to behave in this way, that this is not okay in any way. Not in any way. Not under any circumstance. Not in any thought process not in any creative process, is this okay? So now that I've said that, in my little bit firm way, um, what bothers me the most about all of this is where is the victim? Yeah. You know, I just, just before the show, somebody posted um, a comment by Henry Rollins. And, and, and he said exactly what I was saying, which is this young lady at 16 now has a life sentence mm-hmm. that this defines her. I, I, I can I can totally one hundred percent relate because here is the thing. Not only does this define her, every relationship failure, yep. every career failure, yep. ninety percent of her fears, yep. 
um, in many ways, you know, the, the, the figure that I think is apropos for this particular type of situation is the Medusa, uh, you know, a violated, outraged feminine who has now been cast out, and basically, because of her own hurt and her own anger, the only thing that she can do is paralyze, because she herself is paralyzed. Perfect. That's perfect. I, I hadn't even put that together. You, you are absolutely correct. Here's here's the the thing that bothers me the most is that um that there's 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 this 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 cry over the loss of potential for these boys. But but what about this this group think this mob mentality that that everyone around there was joining in and tweeting about it during the process, during the violation. They're tweeting about this to their other friends and taking videos and promoting it. And 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 then it had to be a blogger who used to live in that town who exposed it. Yeah. So it was being covered up already, and then it had to, and then it was exposed. So. So where's the responsibility of the people who are witnessing this? Where is our responsibility as human beings during during um during an abusive moment that we turn a blind eye? And and, and I have to say I, I have to take my own inventory and go, has there been a you know, in childhood, of course. Uh um, but has there in adulthood been moments where I've witnessed um abuse and not done anything and and I'm you know I'm kind of a little stuck in, in that process I'm not sure all right kind of Jackie what I want you to do is flesh this out a little bit because I think that um, it needs to be defined a little bit more okay um, in regards to what is so what it is that you're saying is by standards in, in by standards bystanders, yeah, in regards to um, actual violent type of abuse, right. not gossip. Correct. Okay, I just wanted to make that clear, because, <laughs> you know, right. we probably get a letter about it. <laughs> right, in, in, in a, um, you know, so so I don't, I can't think of a time, and I, and I might be wrong, but, but it's something that really brings this into reality. So in conversations, um, there's a friend of mine, she has this great blog called AskMoxie.org. Uh-huh. And she wrote a letter to her son. She has two sons. Uh-huh. Two sons? So she has a son, sorry. And she wrote a letter to her son about being a hero, when it's time to be a hero, how to behave, um, that that um, all the things that she it, – it's just – I guess it's one of – it was such a powerful letter. It really got me um, – it really got me, and I, I shared it out Um on Facebook and, and it's gone viral, but it's but it's about when is it time to do the right thing? Uh-huh. When is it time to say it's not okay? And, and in her letter, she even said, "Here's what I want you to do when th- when something's not right. I want you to step in and stop. But if you're not safe, I want you to get yourself to a safe place and call me and uh-huh. call the police." And and so I guess. Are we so desensitized? Is is our youth so desensitized to all of this that that it becomes okay for all this to happen? I, I was having a conversation with my husband, and I know that 
I know as a teenager, I found myself pretty drunk and almost passed out in a couple of situations. Uh-huh. But I thought I was safe. I assumed I was safe. This girl probably assumed she was safe because she was with her peers. And we're taught that, that rape happens from strangers, not from your peers. Yeah. Get in the van. I got some canvas. Right. You know? <laughs> but but really, that's, that's, that is statistically the minority of the cases. Uh-huh. So So why is it that the girl always... Why is it? Why is the onus on this? The girl, the girl's not the perpetrator. We have to teach men how not to rape. You're not, you're not ruled by your penis. Uh-huh. If there's one thing that I've learned about men growing up, as an adult, is that one of their main goals is learning control. Down uh-huh. boy. <laughs> that inappropriate moment. You know. <laughs> control in every sense of the word, Jackie. <laughs> right, right. I got control like steel, you know. Um, so, so it, so you're not controlled by you're not controlled by your baser natures. Mm-hmm. And so there's this there's a, it's really interesting. This um, group think has come up many times. I started um, writing an article for Retailing Insights about being an introvert or an extrovert uh, business owner. And Patty and I wrote the article together because she's the introvert and I'm the extrovert, you think. And um, um, there's this, in, this this subject of group think keeps coming up because one of the things about an introvert is an introvert can remove themselves from group think and form their uh-huh. own opinions, where an extrovert can get sucked into group think. Yeah. And so it got me thinking, and, and then, of course, looking at um, this rape case and just being horrified by it, um, where groupthink is a, is a big part of this. Uh-huh. And, and let me talk about potentials of young men who are willing to rape. There is no potential there. There, there the, the potential was lost the moment this became a reasonable choice. Uh-huh. That potential wasn't lost upon the verdict. The potential was lost in the decision of that kid of that man uh-huh. and you know what if you can rape someone you're now a man uh-huh. and you know again reading henry rollins thing he he made a really good point of will putting them will, will incarcerating them make them think make them regret more will that help them at all and and that made me sad too because um um just incarcerating them is not the solution. But then what is? And I don't know. The solution begins before the violent act. Uh-huh. The solution begins in the way we teach our kids. The solution begins in sex ed at school. Sex ed at school when I was a kid was, was really simple. Here's how a woman's body works. Here's how a man's body works. Don't touch each other till you're married. Um, and if you really need to do something, use a condom. But we're not going to show you what those are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> one of the one of the difficulties, Jackie, um, that I will tell you that I think that really needs to be you know thought out as a community and really fleshed out because we live in a extremely Christian nation. Mm-hmm. Um, for the most part, Christianity does not like psychology and they consider it a fake science. 
Um, so therefore, a lot of the research in regards to um, what basically creates a violent criminal um, from the perspective whether it be a serial killer or a rapist or, you know, a, a, you know, a normal garden variety killer, um, uh, that particular funding is just so vastly underfunded mm-hmm. that, it, and, and it's a shame because there is, a, in my opinion, um, and mainly because of my, my Kabbalah studies, um, I think that anything, no matter how bad or how difficult the situation is, can be fixed in some way or another. Um, yet, unfortunately, we don't have the particular funding for the particular research to be done in those particular fields to actually begin to start, um, uh, you know, being able to help people at a younger age combined with being able to prevent victims from becoming victims. Right. Now, one thing that I do want to say is that I don't see myself as a victim anymore. I see myself as a survivor. But, um, uh, you know, it takes a very, very long time and a very, very heavy process for somebody to be able to move from victim to survivor. It took me 30 years. Um, uh, So, uh, and that there's very, very little, um, uh, you know, real, help, you know, besides, you know, therapy and things of that nature, um, to be able to help people um, after they have gone through um, this particular type of heinous act. And here is the thing. The perpetrators don't have to pay the therapy bills. (laughs) No. And it gets even better. Medical insurance, for the most part, will not cover therapy. So it's usually out-of-pocket expenses. Um, you know, for many people that are going through these particular issues. And I think, you know, of course this is a fantasy of mine, but I think that, you know, once this, uh, you know, something like this happens with these two boys, basically what I would say, if I was the judge, I would say, you know, here is your sentence. When you get out and you start working, we're taking 20% of your paycheck mm-hmm. until you have given us $100,000 to pay for this girl's therapy bills. Yeah. Yeah, because they're just here's the thing is that that um those boys are probably going to get more therapy and more intervention mm-hmm. in their incarcerated situation than this girl will get. Yeah. And and I'm not saying that that they shouldn't get that. What I'm saying is that there's there needs to be more victim advocates. Yeah. On advocacy on on these things, and this is about. I mean, this girl had her had her violation virally spread upon the internet. Mm-hmm. That was vi- that went viral, and people all over the world saw that. Yeah. So so that you don't get that back. No. And. And that's the heinous part. I mean, that's the additional heinous part. She became a victim again by the media, victimized her again. She was a minor. She is a minor. She is a child. Mm-hmm. This was perpetrated upon a child. You know, Jackie David said something earlier that I that I kind of want to reiterate. Yes. Unfortunately, the focus of rape prevention 
is put, the onus of it is put on women. Yes. Um, you know, we still live in a culture that sees women, you know, as this alluring figure that um, is just going to force men to rape her. Right. If she's anything other than dowdy, but even if she is dowdy, mm-hmm. it, it, because she has a vagina, she has been asked to be raped. Because yes. she has a pair of breasts, she has been asked to be raped. Yeah, and it's because we live in such a, uh, a heavy, you know, sexualized uh, culture. But, you know, the onus is put onto the woman. You know, don't be going down a dark alley. Don't go into go to a bar alone. Um, uh, you know, make sure that you have a taser in your purse um, uh, or, you know, at least some mace. You know, don't wear tight clothing outside. Don't wear a lot of makeup. Don't wear perfume that is going to, you know, that has pheromones in it because, you know, it might have attract a rapist, you know, don't do this and don't do that. Um, And then you have, um, you know, people like, you you know, governors like Sarah Palin that are cutting rape funding in, um, uh, 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 in, you know, many states. And then, you know, which is really my pet peeve, um, is then, you know, if you did get raped, God forbid you decide not to have that child. Right. Um, You know, even though, Jackie, and this is just my own opinion, and then we have to take a break, I think bringing a child into the world, if you don't want to, and it was a situation of rape, is going to not only damage the mother, it is going to psychologically damage that child. They're going to have to grow up their whole life feeling unwanted, and that can lead to an enormous amount of problems. But first... But but what is David's statement, and I which I love is we need to stop teaching women how not to get raped and start teaching men how not to rape. Yes. Now we have to go to a break. Now, Jackie, you know when you for a while it didn't say it when I would uh, when your cell phone would ring, I would get your husband's name on my phone. But today I noticed something was back. What? It now says the boss. <laughs> so our next song is dedicated to Jackie's cell phone. Hey, yeah. You don't have to love me. You don't even have to like me. But you will respect me. You know why? Because I'm a bomb. I'm about to 
fine and she's pretty. Damn girl, don't hurt him. If niggas don't bag back, you gon' work them. Put your Mac down, I know your background. What you want, girl? You getting that now. That's how you do it, huh? Well, I'm the coolest one. The bad bitches in the back, bring them to the front. Bitch, tell that man you's a false bitch. Make some noise, raise your hand if you's a false bitch. I don't think he understands you's a false bitch. Get some help if you can, cause he lost it. Ain't no refund, she spent the cash, man. In your bins with her friends in the fast lane, flossing. How much it cost me? About a million dollars, player. She's bossy. I'm bossy. I'm the first girl to scream on the track. I switched up the beat of the drum. That's right. I brought all the boys to the yard. And that's right. I'm the one that's tattooed on his arm. I'm bossy. I'm the bitch y'all love to hate. I'm the chick that raised the stick. I told young Stella he should switch to date. I'm back with an 808. Welcome back to Keep It Magic, everybody. I'm Storm Sestavani. It is um, at the bottom of the hour, and Jackie and I are just back from our first break. You were just listening to Bossy by Kellis, um, which um, Jackie's phone, I if do you like don't that. know. I do like that song, just so you know. Yeah, it's, when Jackie calls you on the phone, it says the boss. So now her ring tone is going to be, I'm bossy. <laughs> <laughs> You know, speaking of cell phones, I have one more thing I'd like to rant about for a hot second. Sure. Turn off your phone when you go into the store. Please, God, turn off your phone. You are not walking around in a bubble. I know everything you're talking about, and I can probably hear the person on the other side, and I don't want to. Yeah. I find that I find if, you're, if your parents have not told you this, that it's highly disrespectful to walk up to the counter and, do, and not acknowledge the person who is servicing you. I think that's the height of rudeness and yeah. disrespect. And and just, I don't want your world crashing into my world. I want to silently shop in my world. Yeah. Because <laughs> Storm knows this because I say, all right, I'm going into the store and that's my pet peeve. I'll let you go right now. Yeah. <laughs> or I'll call you back in two minutes. Yeah, and then I go in the store and then I come back and I call me. Or I said, hey, I'm not going to talk to you for a few minutes while I'm in the store. <laughs> yeah. Unless we shop in down the aisles at the grocery store, then we'll talk. Well, that's but. if we go into Myers Thrifty Acres where there's a lot of stuff and it's 3 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> Which we have been on the phone at that time before. <laughs> so, yeah, I just, uh, that's that that's the other rant I had today. Turn off your phone when you go inside the store. I don't want to hear about it. <laughs> well, because usually when somebody is that kind of rude, they are talking about hideous things. Uh-huh. Every time, every time I'm like, oh, I didn't want to hear about that, you know. <laughs> so, yeah. um, but, but I'm really proud of us for our first half hour. Yeah, the, it, it, it's a difficult issue, and we're going to get worse even this half hour um, because I'm going to take it down a level, basically, and uh, you know, stage that I think that you know the metaphysical community is just as um, 
ignorant as the religious community um, in regards to these particular issues because we just don't want to talk about it. In some regards, I agree with you and some not. Okay, tell me the ones you agree and what you don't. Well, in my, um, okay, my Facebook feed, I've got a lot of metaphysical folks. It's mostly what it is, and then some few family members. But I have to say it's the metaphysical folks that have spoken up the most on this situation. So um, Andrea Vitimus just posted something from um, an article in Yes Magazine about um, about um, teaching your boys. And then, um, you know, another person, Oriana, posted the Henry Rollins thing. And so, so what I'm seeing is is two two different things. I'm seeing some of the people that are more pagan oriented, some of the people who are more um, take responsibility for your life oriented, are posting and saying this isn't right. And then the people that are are a little more, um, I do what spirit tells me to do, mm-hmm. have, don't have anything to say because they don't think they're equipped. I don't think they're equipped, and I think that's what it is. Jackie, it reminds me in many ways, and I'm I'm going to go here to a different level, but it reminds me of it so um, intensely. I remember when the earthquake happened in Japan, and what was very disturbing to me was and I don't, there was something else that was happening that weekend in which everybody was posting about it, and um, it kind of horrified me that the only people that I was seeing posting about the earthquake were very minimal amounts of people. And and I don't know whether it's the fact that you know both of us are empathic, and you know Beth was uh, doing uh, our former show with us then as well, and Beth was just like you know, freaked out by the whole thing. But nobody was discussing it. There was a freaking nuclear meltdown going on um uh on uh, you know, in Japan and everybody was like on the good ship lollipop. Right. It was very, very disturbing to me. And you know, the most of it if I go over to my um Facebook feed at the moment, you know, and I've got three thousand something friends. Um let's see I'm just scanning down. You know, people are downsizing um, traffic for traffic sources. Um, people, if you're going to post pictures of spiders, please block me. Um, from now on, we buy organic. Um, <laughs> hmm. um, uh, Beth posted something about being a crazy bitch. I love that. Um, you know, stuff in regards to some... Uh, Acapella stuff. I mean, um, I've got Andre Zidimus here, um, who's actually talking about it. Um, uh, actually, some people that I know in the adult industry are talking about it. <laughs> yep. Um, uh, you know, but for the for the most part, it is. You, you know, a lot of people are not discussing uh, this particular issue. And what I wonder, Jackie, is if we are afraid. Um, I know from my particular experience that um, uh, when I was going through my um, uh, emotional breakdown two years ago, um, it would have been probably better for me, Jackie, to have come out and stated, you know what, I'm a freaking heroin junkie and I shove needles in my arms all day, um, than stating what was really going on with me because it would have been more accepted because it's easier for people to think about addiction than it is for them to think about rape. Yeah, because it's something they can do something about. Yes. 
they can help you through that. They can't change your past, and 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 people don't want to hear about it. Um, they get they get turned off by it because it's so scary. And it's even scarier when it's a man that's saying it. Oh yeah, it's very scary. That's very um, that's way worse to many people. Yeah. Um, and and um and it's wor- it, it's horrible no matter who it happens to. And yes. And Storm, I'm 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 so sorry that that you had to go through that in your life, that you had to experience that, and I'm I feel I feel very blessed that that was not one of my experiences of my youth, and um, and I do know that there's times when part of someone's recovery is the time when they just can't stop talking about it, when they mm-hmm. become well. First, there's a shamefulness, and they don't talk about it at all, and then the, and then when that dam breaks, and then they can't stop talking about it, mm-hmm. how they can lose friends. Over yeah. it because they just, I don't want to hear about that anymore. Which it, that may be the case. That may be the case because you may be talking about that in inappropriate company. But, um, you know, abuse and rape and and these crimes against humanity that we perpetrate on on each other. It it sometimes hits too close to home. Mm-hmm. Because we're human and we have we all have heinous thoughts at times. But but the difference is is that most of us can recognize that they are heinous thoughts uh-huh. and go where the hell did that come from and say you know and 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 check yourself and do your own inventory and move on. Um, but we have always blamed the abused uh-huh. and not the abuser. For example, one of the one of the terms that I think is a despicable, horrible term that they apply. And you especially see it with guys when they're referring to girls who've gone through the rape experience, is that they automatically consider them damaged goods. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and I'm sure, you know, with uh, you know, one of the things I think, especially with women, um, it's because of the fact that we have been so um, sensitized in many ways that it is women being the victim. Right. I think that when it is the man that is the victim, that oftentimes it just throws their system into a uh, a, a state of chaos. Um, uh, you know, because it's very very difficult um, to understand and comprehend that, even the, even if it, when it is done to a male child. And something that we've talked about is that when the when the victim is a man, it is automatically assumed that he is now going to be a molester. Yes. Yeah. Not only that, Jackie, but it is you pretty much have to prove that you are not. So, as a as a whole, this is this situation is only going to change by our words uh-huh. and our actions today. Yes, that's the only thing that's that's going to change it. The, the, the phrase "damaged goods." First of all, I'm not goods. Yeah. I'm not a possession. I'm not something to be bought and sold. Uh-huh. That's goods. That's that's groceries. That's commodity. I'm not a commodity. I'm a human being, um, and so that's the, yeah. Women are these, not chattel. Some of these, and and that's where a lot of this goes back to is that yes. we're still not over some of this. Just like we're still not over racial issues, we're still not over um, uh, women's issues. We're a lot further than we were before, um, and and we're still being 
said the lie of fear. Uh-huh. Um, we're still being led to a place where um, we're a place where you don't rock the boat, uh-huh. and and that when you do, um, if there's still a lot of groupthink on this stuff. You know, maybe because the boys' names were um, were exposed and not the girls' name, the boys' pictures were put in the press and not the girls' name, that that people could relate to the boys. Uh-huh. But this is this is ridiculous. That you know, sometimes when when we empathize with the victim, with the with the person who had the crime perpetrated upon them, it brings us too close to that potential. Uh-huh. And I think we have that fear as well. Is that that's too close? I can't talk about it. Um, this past uh, week, last Thursday, at my daughter's high school, um, a young man dropped dead during track practice, uh-huh. and he had a heart attack, and he died on the field in front of all of his classmates. And um, um, uh, Friday morning, um, or yeah, Friday morning, my daughter said she forgot some stuff at home. I need to bring it to her. And I walked into the school, and oh my God, it was like walking into a wall of emotion. It was, I opened the door and I was like, oh, you know, just gasping for air. It, I could feel it. It was palpable, and I immediately started crying walking in there. And um, I'm like, I gotta get out of here. Uh-huh. I will be a, I will be a blubbering mess if I don't get out of here. And so I needed to distance myself from it. It was too close. It was too hard to think about because because this boy was only a year older than my daughter. And I have to tell you, it's really hard to think about this young lady who was raped. She was so drunk she passed out because 16-year-olds, they physically can't handle their alcohol. You know, and that's one of the things I talk to my daughter about all the time. Um, and And to think about the victim too much puts me too close to brings her life too close to mine. Uh-huh. Who wants to think about, I don't want to think about the potential of my daughter being raped. But i got to tell you, when we were in a situation where she was giving me a hard time for not letting her spend the night at a hotel with some friends during a convention, and I said, no way in hell. Uh-huh. And, and she goes, you don't trust me. I go, I, I trust you, I don't trust the rest of the world. And she goes, that makes no sense. And I go, I'm not going to willing put, willingly put you in a, a position where the likelihood of you being sexually assaulted is greater than not. Yes, and in my question, one of my questions, Jackie, in regards to this this whole case situation, is where were her parents? Where were all of their parents? Yeah, I mean, where are the parents here? I mean, yes, I understand that we live in a PlayStation Four universe, mm-hmm. um, and uh, you know that uh, you know computers are now babysitters, mm-hmm. um, and TVs are now babysitters. Um, but where where is um uh, where was the particular protection there? Um well, I can tell you when I was sixteen, I lied my ass off to my parents. I'm gonna go over it's the that classic I'm gonna go over to Betty Sue's house and hang out. And I'm gonna call my parents from Betty Sue's house and then we're all gonna run over to Bobby's house uh-huh. where the party's happening. So so there's that. I mean, there's that classicness. But I'm talking about where were the parents prior to this to instill the the uh-huh. information in this kid? A kids experiment. I'm yeah. not going to play that game. Kids experiment. And I and I talk to my daughter about this all the time. Yes, I know you're going to experiment with things. I know 
that you are probably going to get a little tipsy sometime in during your high school career when I'm not there. I know that you're probably going to smoke pot while I'm not there. Uh-huh. You're not smoking it while I am there. <laughs> Do you know any of it while I'm there? Because I'd be But but you're gonna find you're gonna find yourself in situations where um, you're gonna want to try it. Mm-hmm. So I'm but I'm I'm that practical mom. I'm that practical one that says be prepared for it and don't take it too far. And if you're in a situation where where you don't think you're in control anymore. You call me, and you call me without repercussions. Uh-huh. That's that's the other thing is that if you're in a situation where you're really screwed up and you're not sure how to and you need to get out of it, you can call me without repercussions. Um, that one time. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, so I guess the thing is is that is that if you put your head in the sand as a parent and think none of this is going to happen. The the fact that I have um, friends with sons, with older sons, and they've had conversations with them that have said, "This is not okay. Uh-huh. You can't behave this way. You can't. You do not do this. You you need to. And if somebody is doing this, if somebody is victimizing another person, or if, or if um, you find out that a, the boy is is um, molesting a girl or sexually assaulting a girl, that's when you step up and step in. I'm proud to know those people. Jackie, do you think that the entertainment that is coming out over the past five, ten years, um, such as the Twilight movies and the Hunger Game movies and, uh, you know, these very, very, you know, teen pop culture types of uh, phenomena, do you think that they're adding to this particular element? Well, and two ends. In two ends, and, and these are conversations I've had with other other moms too, and I've read some. Thing, and you and I've talked about there's there's the there's the music industry and the gaming industry end where okay. being a thug and being violent um, is exciting. Uh-huh. That adrenaline rush is okay. Where um, the music perpetrates the you know violent violent music perpetrates this, and I'm, I'm not going to say one type of music because it's in many types of music uh-huh. that make it okay. You know, if you can look back, there were songs back in the day that perpetrated that too. Uh-huh. Um, so there's there's that end of it. But the other end of it is the romanticizing of the bad boy. Uh-huh. The romanticizing of being ravished. Um, uh, in Twilight, in the last book in Twilight... Um, they got married, and, and they got married as virgins, which creeps me out that's a 150-year-old virgin, but I'm just saying. Uh-huh. Um, he um, he hurt her. He hurt her during their first um, sexual encounter, that he was so out of control in lust that that's the way you want the boy to be, out of control in lust with you, uh-huh. that he has no control. He has lost his ability to think clearly because... He needs you sexually so much that uh-huh. um, that's the ideal. So in the book and in the movie, he bruised her, he hurt her, he broke the bed. He, you know, and 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 she was like, "Oh, it's okay." <laughs> that just shows shows me how much you love me. 
He wouldn't be a vampire much longer if that was me, honey, because I would have killed his ass. I would have drove the stake right through him. <laughs> so, so that, um, but in you know, and, and and listen, I've read plenty, plenty of paranormal romance novels because it is kind of my little little uh-huh. pseudo underground, not so underground addiction, and and the storyline is always this: he's a hard ass mamma jamma. And she finally lets him in, and he finally falls in love with her, and then he's putty in her hands. Uh-huh. But he's a hard-ass mamma-jamma to everybody else, but he's putty in her hands. So it's that whole bad boy thing that says, um, I'm going to be, you know, I'm going to be hard to everybody else, but I'm going to, but the woman is so feminine. She is so powerful as a woman that um, that he changes his ways for her. You know, one of the things that I think that they should add to life management, because I remember we had to take it like in the ninth grade, um, life management skills, um, Jackie, is that there needs to be some serious education in regards to relationships because, mm-hmm. um, you know, even in the particular teen years, you know, being able to tame the wild stallion, um, uh, you know, and then get him to basically fall in love with your feminine essence um uh you know is a very very strong um relationship motif that I think actually begins in high school and then you know my day is booked up with 20 of them every day <laughs> <laughs> That's right cuz you hear about it with every one of your clients maybe not every one but a good percentage Well yeah I mean basically um uh, the majority of um uh, of you know the uh, the individuals that come to you, uh, you know that are interested in our particular work. You know the, the archetypal background of them um, is the same. I mean, you can uh, dress it up in a different dress. Its future may be a little bit different. It may be wearing um, you know a different type of cologne, but it's pretty much the same archetype that's sitting on the other side of you. Right. Um, and you know they're all interested in little boys. In many ways. Yeah. Yeah, that that um because that's the bad boy, the one that yeah. refuses to grow up. And you may think you know, so many women think that they want that bad boy, they romanticize that bad boy, they certainly don't want them when it's time to pay the rent. Yes. <laughs> they are not they you know, when it's time to pay the rent they're like, Yeah, can you can you cough up and that bad boy's are just spending on his bike. So yeah, that that uh that's not always the the what you want after that first encounter, but you don't even want that in the first encounter, really. It's, yeah. it's the power over the man that they think they're getting, uh-huh. and it doesn't exist. It almost never exists. Yeah, I mean, for example, you know, the perfect example, I think, of this particular type of relationship is Romeo and Juliet, and look what happened. Everybody lost. You know, you know the um, uh, you know the reason being is because that particular potential, that particular type of love, that particular type of idealization cannot go into adulthood. Can you imagine Juliet sitting around moaning and complaining about her menstrual cramps? No. <laughs> Can you think about Romeo actually suffering from a beer belly and jock itch? No. <laughs> Because, okay, so let's talk about this for a second as far as relationships go, is that it's not what happens in the first couple of months 
is not what happens in the rest of the relationship. Mm-hmm. People are on their best behavior. You don't see the real them until way later. You know, it, well, I think that that's their, you know, their advertising profile for the first six months. Here's you know. my marketing campaign. Yeah, it, it, it is, you know, the marketing campaign. You know, I have so many women that will call up and say, oh, you know, I met this guy on Match.com, and, you know, he had posted on there, you know, um, blah, 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 uh, you know, which is always, I'm looking for a, the right relationship with the right person. Um, and, you know, I said, can't you read between the lines of that? Basically what he's saying is he's looking for sex because the right person doesn't exist. <laughs> Uh, you, you know, the uh, it's very interesting, but I think that we need in uh, in, in high school that first year, ninth grade, tenth grade, mm-hmm. um, uh, depending upon where you are, um, really needs to be about um, uh, you know teaching you know young women and young men how to navigate through relationships because I'm sick and tired of dealing with them at 29. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, it helps me pay my bills, but I'm sick of dealing with the meds one and on. But we have to take a break, and then Jackie and I will be back on the other side in regards to if you have experienced any of this type of abuse, basically how to clear it out and how to heal from it, if that's even possible. So do not touch that dial. You're listening to Keep It Magic. And here is a little rum and Ray-Bans.
And welcome back to Keep It Magic, everybody. It is 5.02 in the afternoon here on the East Coast. That means it is 2.02 on the West Coast, or I think it's 11.02 in the morning in Hawaii where Beth is at, and every single hour in between. Um, thank you for listening. Um, cruise on over to our show website at www.keepitmagic.com, and also make sure that you visit our sponsor if you have a problem in your life, whether that, that problem is love, romance, money, um, uh, rape. Um, you know, we have a candle for it. You know, we even have. I cannot you know, believe you just said that. Well, we we have a candle for it. You know, we get do rid have of a candle for that. Yeah, poof. <laughs> <laughs> I have to give I have to give a shout out. We have many listeners in Australia. Yes, we do. Um, so John from. Um, Pathways to Harmony. He has a wonderful company who sells Coventry Creations products out there. So give him a look. See, he's got a, a website. Um, Do you know what the website is? It. I think it's Pathways to Harmony. I'm going to look it up right now. Um, I should know this off the top of my head. Um, I'm stalling. Can you tell? Yeah. Um. So I believe it is. Radio is all about the. The, the, the stall, Jackie. No, that's not it. It's just kind of like, you know, finessing your way through it. So I have to look up his website, so <laughs> forgive me. <laughs> uh, forgive Jackie for that. Um, next week here on Keep It Magic, everybody loved the show that Jackie and I did on um, uh, Teshuvah and Rosh Hashanah. And next week we will be talking about Pesach or Passover. And Jackie and I, you know, one of the things I think um, as a step towards cleansing and clearing out the old Jackie is understanding what freedom is actually all about. And Jackie and I will have fun Ooh. sheets next week. Nice. So, uh, okay, so the Australian Pathways to Harmony is called pathwaystoharmony.com.au. Yes. So that's, that is the, um, that's the website for that. So if you have an area in your life that you need to be set free from, um, you will not want to listen, to, or you will definitely want to listen to uh, next week's show. You will not want to miss next week's show. Um, of course, Jackie will be around with uh, her candle magic, as always, uh, as we work through um, uh, finding your way towards freedom and talking about the spiritual stuff underneath Pesach. We will not be talking about religion. We will be talking about um, self-help and spirituality. So make sure that you tune into the show. All you witches are invited. <laughs> we'll have ourselves a little Seder here right on the show. Uh, a little <laughs> Passover Seder. Um, also, I will be talking about the weather forecast for spring next week as well. And by the way, just glimpsing at it, get your tornado cabinet, you know, cellars prepared. That's all I gotta say. Really? <laughs> violent season. Gonna be very, very violent. So, um uh if you're in a tornado prone area, make sure that you, you know, get all your little precautions um ready now. Plenty of bottled water. I'll talk about it all next week in the areas that I think will be really heavily um influenced. So um just get prepared, but this is all Uranus and Pluto, and we'll be talking about more of that next week. Uh, Jackie, one of the things that I want to talk to you about, um, I will tell you my particular process of healing with this has not been easy. And even um, uh, two years of therapy later, um, uh, you know, I am only now just getting to the point where I'm beginning to start to open up uh, in a deeper level. Um, you know, with with friends and uh, uh, you know, with you and um, 
you know, in ways that I had not done before. Um, you know, I pretty much closed off um, my entire private life pretty much to everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, mainly because I did not, you know, one of the difficulties when you experience rape um, is it's the last thing that you want people to know about, and you will go to any extent and any lengths to attempt to hide that, basically, from other people, because you don't want them to look at you in an unfavorable sort of way. Um, and especially there's many disorders, um, even though that, that rape may be the cause, there's many disorders that come out of that or develop or the rape activates in an individual, um, you know, including agoraphobia and hypomania, which I am in recovery from as well, um, that uh, are extremely, extremely difficult. And, you know, I just, you know, I want to thank you, Jackie, and all of our listeners and Beth and Veronica and Christina and all of my friends out there for um, uh, helping me at a particular time in which... Um, uh, I was really at the bottom of the barrel. Um, and, you know, I'm doing much better, so. I'm so glad. Well, like I said, um, like I said to you many times, I think that we are both a gift to each other, so, um, so that it goes both ways. But you're right, you don't know when, okay, so I, I have, rape is something that affects every woman, every woman, not just because it's perpetrated Mm -hmm. upon a woman, but I don't know any woman who hasn't experienced, who hasn't had someone very close to them, like in the first level of people okay. that they know, not even a once removed, but in that first level of people they know that, that have experienced that. That's how prevalent it is. Every nine seconds there's sexual abuse. Yeah. A woman is sexually attacked, uh, uh, um, abused. So um, so this is this is a, 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 huge, a huge issue. And I watched how... Um, it defines different women. Uh-huh. Um, so I think it's a very much a personal experience. Each one is a different personal experience. Yeah, it, it is a very uh, personal experience. And one of the things, you know, with me is, you know, the healing process um, that occurred is that, number one, I was finally able to um, uh, break one of my own spells, Jackie, which was not being able to trust Females at all in my life, um, but I, but I was able to, and 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 it was basically, you know, what did it, Jackie, was allowing women to be who they are, and also allowing them to be consistent. And that particular consistency of the people that were around me, um, uh, uh, you know, helped enormously to be able to build that particular process. Um, of uh, of trust um, and it, it it is it's it's extremely it's extremely difficult because you do enter into a mindset that you can't trust anybody that everybody potentially um, you know in my particular situation of course it was um, uh, a mother that did not protect me um, and uh, and as a result of that because the first female source the moon. Um, uh, you, you know, you can't trust that particular experience. It eventually is going to um, affect every single relationship that you have with women. Well, um, let's face it; most of your customers are women. Yeah. So that can make it. That can you know you can only deal with them up to that level. Yeah. So one of the things that um, 
as a healer that I do with clients that come to me is the first thing we do is we rid them of the soul parts of their attacker. Uh-huh. Because they, there's always some. There's always some. They're still going to feed off of that attack or, or regret it or whatever it is. There's always an exchange of soul parts during that traumatic experience. Uh-huh. And what I'm going to say for that regard is a reversing candle. Because you need something that's going to be protective of you and um, uncross the situation and be very, and be very protecting, and that's the reversing candle from the hoodoo line. Uh-huh. To help you with that process and... and that process can be as simple as, oh, no, there is no room for you and your crud in here. It can be calling in Kuan Yin to help you or Lilith um, to help you um, um, remove the soul parts of your abuser out of you and then bring your own soul parts back. Uh-huh. That helps with some of that obsessive replay. Yes. Yeah. Because we did that with you, yeah. cleared some of that out, and you said that, that that did very much help with some of the obsessive replay because it's the sole parts of the abuser that is continuing to replay it in you. I also... You know, just you know, just to help, you know, give some people some insight that may be going through it, I also got uncrossing fiery wall protection and poof candles out the gazillions. Um, uh, you know, mainly because these were the particular candles that I were using that actually brought me, um, uh, you know, some form of relief. Well, and the, and the reversing is yeah. um, a blend of that fiery wall and uncrossing. So that makes a lot of sense. That I mean, using the, the full size of the fiery wall and uncrossing is awesome. That's a great and powerful combination. Yeah, and and then you know the poof candle I used more to get rid of the satan consciousness basically out of my head. Um, uh, which I still do it all the time, by the way. You know, the satan can sneak up on me in two seconds. <laughs> you know, um, uh, uh, and uh, basically it is just kind of pushing things uh, uh, forward one day at a time, and I think that that's basically how um, uh, people need to relate to it. The other thing that I suggest um, is for people that are, are survivors of this, it is essential to develop a relationship with a higher power of their choice. Oh, 100%. I'm sorry I didn't start with that. That is absolutely it. That is absolutely it. Um, because there's there's a force greater than you that if you turn towards, mm-hmm. um, that can support you through this process. Unfortunately, there's this thing called um, free will uh-huh. that can pull us away from it or infringe or or even block our experience of the divine for a moment, but uh-huh. never forever. You know, and, and one of the things that I, you know, my Kabbalah teacher, one of the things that he um, taught me at length, Jackie, is such. a lot of times we are all looking for this spiritual um, perfection um, in many ways. Uh, and being human beings, part of the particular plan, okay, as human beings, um, is that we're going to go through particular experiences in which we're doing very, very well, um, and then we're going to go through particular experiences where we're not doing too well, and there's going to be days where you're going to react like crazy. Um, And um, basically, this whole particular... um, process 
um, is what is important rather than the perfection. Right. And I can say, you know, after I, you know, when I was at, um, I, I remember, you know, when I was having my uh, my breakdown, Jackie, um, I remember that at that particular point in my life, I could no longer continue to do what it is that I had been doing. I was that raw. I was that broken. Mm-hmm. And I remember just begging the light, you know, okay, I finally trust. My own ways have not worked at all. Here, you do with it what you want to do with it, because I can't do this anymore. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it was at that particular point that things just kind of, you know, slowly started to fall into place. And it was the continuing through some of the darkest hours um, of my whole life. Um, uh, and, you know, even uh, uh, during that particular process, it was just continuing to trust that this was going to end up being something good. And I didn't even realize it, Jackie, until I started to receive email from people that, males that have experienced this, that listen to the show, mm-hmm. that said that my coming out and basically stating that this happened to me has been a life-changing experience in their lives. Yep, that is, um, that was a very much a profound, absolutely profound um, moment for you. Mm-hmm. One of the things that happens um, during an attack is that your your personal power is stripped away from you. Mm-hmm. And reconnecting with your divine brings it back in. It helps bring that personal power back in. And then um, one of the things when my personal power is is ebbed, when I'm feeling very vulnerable and um, drained, Uh is I actually light the male energies, the sun candle, or the success candle, or the crown of glory candle. Uh That that bringing that personal power back in, or even the fire energy and will candle is another one that brings it back up and back in and refills that strength. That's why I specifically use the male energies because that's more of that that strength rather than just sheer power, but uh-huh. but there's a strength there and and so that's something that but but you know and I understand that like I just went through an attack I don't need more male energies actually yes you do so you feel powerful enough to move through this process uh-huh. and um and then so all these different things rotating them that that poof uncrossing fiery wall of protection and then building your strength back up and then you can deal with the next layer and then you can do like a spiritual cleansing candle or spiritual cleansing work and then you bring in more energy so just remember it's not this process um is not instantaneous Uh it takes a little it takes a minute it's okay for because it's an alchemical process it is it's one thing then the next thing it's it's dealing with the layers and layers and layers of it because what what a traumatic experience will trigger is every other traumatic experience you've had becomes part of the big package. Uh-huh. And then it becomes the filter that you view everything through. Yeah, and, you know, I, I know um, for me, Jackie, you know, one of the things that, um, uh, you know, when I start to look at things more as like a tapestry or, you know, point A moving to point B to point C to point A, okay? Um, uh, Right before I had my emotional breakdown, you know, after doing what it is that I do, at that point it was 23, 20, let's see, where am I at, 26 years, uh, 24 years of doing what it is that I do. 
um, uh, after 24 years of doing the same thing, Jackie, it gets a little stale after a while, I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and after this particular experience, okay, and transforming this particular experience into something that is usable and something that I can use to share light with, okay, um, you know, now the particular ideas and, um, uh, you know, the things that I want to do and, um, you know, all of the courses that I have been taking to prepare myself for what it is that I want to do um, is starting to open up and starting to manifest, um, uh, I, even to the point where, um, uh, uh, you know, I've always done things on my own. I hired a graphic artist this weekend. Um, I'm putting together a new beta, a new product that will be going into beta pretty soon. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is, you know, just seeing this particular um, outflow of actually wanting to give metaphysical tools to people to use to help to transform their life in a meaningful way. So no matter what their problem is, they don't have to sit there in the pain. And that's the main thing. You do not have to sit there in the pain. You don't. No. Now, it may take you 30 years to decide that you don't want to be there. Uh, that's how long it took me. Um, <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, you don't, ha- you don't um, uh, have to sit there. And I remember, um, you know, when this happened, you know, one of the things that I told you, Jackie, is that I was determined, basically, to turn my mess into my message. And that's exactly what I'm going to do. Good. Good. It's, um, it, you know... I have I I have I get stymied with words for this journey because it is such a personal one and it is one that that cannot be cookie cuttered um, and each layer that you go through stuff and each each moment of strength that you gain from this is um, is going to be a unique one and for some people it'll be you know like you said turning the mess into a message or uh-huh. or um, finding strength sometimes it's just Sometimes it's just a personal journey. It's not a not a um, a worldwide journey, and and, it, and it's okay either way. Yeah, you know, the, 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 another thing, you know, I had received an email last week, Jackie, and it was this, you know, crazy email, um, uh, which I didn't even mention it to you because it's it's not even that big of a deal to me anymore. But mm-hmm. you know, basically afterwards, you know, I looked at it and I didn't even react to it, and I was just like, oh, oh, oh well. You know, and then I was just like, you know, about three hours after that, I was like, what the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> you know, because I simply don't care anymore, you know. <laughs> right. So because one of the things you've done throughout all this is you, you faced and cleared your fears. Mm-hmm. You faced and cleared your fears. You faced and cleared your fears. You faced and cleared your fears. And you survived each time. So yeah. courage is not the absence of fear. Courage is facing the fear anyway. Mm-hmm. And and um, it is very courageous to go through this healing process mm-hmm. rather than shut it down and become an automatron. Yeah. Um, so that the the um, emotional balance, inner balance, things around that, whether it's meditation or or a candle, or holding different stones, or therapy is. You know, and, and therapy can come in in different forms. It doesn't always have to be with with a therapist. Although I highly uh-huh. recommend it. Sometimes it's just um, deciding to be a painter, even though you suck at it, but uh-huh. you like it. You know, and it doesn't have to be something that you have an art opening for or need to do commercially. Sometimes you can just 
So I, I mean, it's okay to create for creation's sake alone. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And basically, you know, people get to the particular point in which um, you're always, when you've gone through a trauma, traumatic experience in some level, going to recycle, um, meaning a circumstance or a situation is going to occur that is going to continue to bring up those particular fears. It's something that I am fully convinced, Jackie, that you just can't 100% get over. What you can get over is the way that you react to it. Mm-hmm. That's what you can control. You can you can act instead of react. Yes. Proact instead of react. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. You know, so, you know, I recommend, you, oh, another thing that I'm going to recommend, and usually I, um, uh, we don't talk about that much here, but if you have experienced anything of this nature, I do highly recommend um, uh, uh, Sexual Abuse Survivors Anonymous. Um, uh, they, um, it is part of the 12-step program, but um, I do think that at times you do need to be around people that have experienced um, something of the same uh, 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 mess that you have experienced because it gives you um, a particular hope that you can straighten your life out. Mm-hmm. Yep. It does. I'm I'm really I'm glad you brought that up because there's you're not alone. Yeah. You're n- none of you no one is is alone in this journey. So there's ways. And that's the trick of the satan to make you think that you are absolutely 100% alone. And he's very good at it. And it doesn't and and okay, let's talk it it doesn't matter what subject matter we're talking about. <laughs> because Exactly. I mean, it whether you're surviving um you're a survivor of of an assault or you're a business owner or you're a mom or you're a teacher or or you're an employee with a sucky job, mm-hmm. you're not alone. There's lots of folks in those same shoes. And so, but you're right, the trick of the satan is to say, the trick of your self-sabotage, which is another word for the satan, is to say you are alone, nobody does this like that you, but you, does this, you know, you're it, you're it. Yeah, you're nobody the, has gone through this before. You know, we get into such the, the ego traps, it's just incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and one thing that I want to say, and then, Jackie and I will be done. All of the people that listen, if you can just spend five minutes this week between this show and the next show and um, meditate and send some energy to this girl um, that has experienced this life-altering experience for her, um, please do so. Um, And hopefully she can get, you know, the healing and the help that she will definitely need. Yes. Um that is that if there if this show does nothing else but that uh-huh. this show has been worth the two years we've been on the air. Yes, definitely. Definitely. Um and next week, like I said, Jackie and I will be doing some Passover stuff. We're gonna pass over the junk in your life and free you from it. So make sure that you tune on in to Keep It Magic next week. Cruise on over to CoventryCreations.com if you have a problem in your life, no matter what that problem is. Um, We have a candle for that. And uh, in the meantime, Jackie, until we pass over next week, what do they need to do? We need to keep it magic. Speak life, everybody. Jackie and I will see you next week.
Raise your thoughts a little higher 